This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. Alrighty, alrighty, alrighty. There he is. How you feeling, Ira? Are you feeling good? Winning streak. I figured you might not yell at me today, so it's oh, a winning please. streak. Those are two shitty wins. Two you crappy teams. The, the, the fact that they struggle to beat those crappy teams, it's embarrassing, dude, please. I know, a win on. is never embarrassing. A win uh, is uh, never uh, embarrassing. That's, that's fine, but a standard has been set, and you're not even meeting your own standard. Like I've said before uh, lately here, Eric Spolstra and that coaching staff save this freaking franchise constantly. That's what they're doing. I, think can't say, I, think, I can't say enough about Eric Spolstra. I think staff. Bam Adebayo is saving the franchise. I think Jimmy Butler is saving the franchise. I think Gabe Vincent lately is saving the franchise. You've got players doing what they need to do. The rotation is very limited. The injuries have mattered no matter what you think of the players who were injured or not going shorthanded. Spolstra being limited with Jimmy Butler's minutes, you know, limitation, playing through the overtime. You know what, Big O, at the end of the year, when you look at the records of the Celtics, of the Bucks, of the 76ers, and anyone who might finish ahead of the Heat, you don't know how they got there, who was injured against them. It's the totality. The Heat is seven games above 500. The Heat, when they won that game on Saturday, no matter how they got there, had the eighth best record in the NBA. Look, you might say to me, Ira, the other 22 teams suck. That's not, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not impressed with the Heat. Having, if I'm the magic, I'm impressed having the eighth spot the in the. In a, I get you know the what I'm saying? There's a, there's a standard, and this team is not even close to meeting, you know, its own standards. You need overtime to beat this magic team. You need, like, I, I, like I said on Friday, my God, they're favored by 11. The easiest bet is to take the Rockets plus 11. Like, you, 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 that's how that's how mediocre you are that it's so easy to win money against the Heat because once they're giving a lot of points, they can never cover. It's just, it's it really, it's uh, to me, it's a kind of a sad state where it's at. I, I hope that when the playoffs start, this is a completely different franchise uh, when they start because right now it doesn't look like it's something that's going to actually last in the playoffs. I, you know what? The bottom line is, again, seven over 500, eighth best record in the league after they won the other day, nine-game home winning streak. You take them as you can get them. You hope it comes together more. The biggest problem is this team can't score. When you can't score, you're going to play close games because there's not a lot of points to go around. That's what they have to address. I hope they address that on the buyout market. But as you've seen, players are so flying the off the board. Point, who, who's the, the three-point shooter that you're going to address on the open market? Because that's what you need. Like, I hear people, oh, Russell Westbrook, oh, great, let's add another two-point shooter. not a shooter. And that was yeah. the problem for the Lakers. The three-point shooter are going to address – you might know this name because I know you follow the game relatively closely. Duncan Robinson. At this point, Duncan Robinson recovering from his finger injury. Remember, shooting from that Washington game when he got injured in the shoot around on, he was playing with four fingers on his shooting hand. Big O, honestly, if you were to ask me what's the Heat's best option for improved three-point shooting, knowing who's out there in the market, whether it's a Will Barton or another player, knowing what you have, I think they have to take another look at Duncan now. Look, he's well, here anyway. Choice. I mean, they have he's no choice. He's under contract. Two reasons for that. One, maybe he hits some threes. Great. They could use him. Two, maybe he hits some threes, and then you can move him in the offseason because off he's season. actually hitting threes again. So, again, yeah. I've spoken to you about this. The Heat are not in position where they can showcase players. They have to win games. The number no, five seed is within reach. 
It could be there as soon as, as Wednesday in Brooklyn. The number four seed against Cleveland is still possible. They're playing for really important stakes right now. But I agree, they do need to upgrade either internally or externally. I do agree with that. A week ago, we were talking trading deadline, came and went. Now we look at buyout deadline. Again, Terrence Ross has already left. He's gone to the Suns. Uh, you, had, you had a chance for a couple of other players. They moved on also. Reggie Jackson, not a big fan of him anyway. He's, he's going to Denver. So you a couple have years ago, a couple of years, four or five years ago, I would have wanted Reggie Jackson. Yes, now. yes. Between Detroit and when he moved to the Clippers and upgraded his game, I'm going to give you a perspective on where the buyout market stands. The 76ers today reached an agreement with Dwayne Dedman. That tells you where the buyout market stands. You're not shooting for the for the fences on something like this. No, I know. I know. I know. It's just, unfortunately, you've got a team that is poorly constructed. It's not built for today's NBA. It's built more for the 90s, more than today's NBA. And it's kind of an uphill battle for them. And now you're holding hope for a guy that, you know, lost his starting spot. I don't know if he's lost his mojo right. or whatever. And, and then it, it also becomes another another uh, detriment when you put him out there because he's going to give up more points or as many as he can possibly score. And so that becomes another issue with Duncan Robinson. You're not getting any better either. You try to hide him in the zone. When they were successful, they did. I agree no, with they, you they on one thing, though. They don't have enough defensive players to hide other people. Yes. That's the problem. Yes. And, and if, you were, if you were strong four out of five, you can hide that guy. And that's but what they did before. Strong two out of five. And that's what they did before. When they still had P.J. Tucker and they were defensive-oriented a little bit more in the starting lineup, you could put Duncan in there, play a zone, and make it work. With Tyler Hero playing 36 minutes a game right now, you have to hide two guys. Sometimes you have to hide three guys. That's been the problem. The thought is defensively, when Victor Oladipo comes back, He's been very good with his hands, getting steals, yeah. mucking things up a little. That'll help you defensively late in games. Even the size of Omar Yurtsevin, just to secure the rebounds. We know he's a rebounder. That'll help. It's interesting. For as but, much but as also, you know what? You know what's unfair that we're doing a yurt? He's a youngin, dude. Now we're yes. gonna now the, the guy's trying to come back from an injury. Now we're also going to put expectations on a youngin who really has yet to prove that he can do it on a consistent basis. He flashed it for us six for weeks. a short time as a it's young guy. Weeks. But, mm. yeah, you know what I'm saying? It's just that that's a little unfair to your too, man. No, but, that, but, but you know what? But that's, that's also – he's also going to be an impending free agent. So he's playing for something real. So you know yeah. what? As crazy as the NBA is, and you're right, Big O, he's a young player who's unproven. Some team's going to throw him $8 million in the offseason. That's no, a crazy I, I, world I, I he has talent. There's no doubt yes. he's got so, talent. Yeah, so I you like have it. to see what you have. So the bottom line is, if the Heat are getting Duncan Robinson back, if the Heat are getting Victor Oladipo back, if the Heat are getting the season debut of Omar Yurtsevin, they at least have something to grasp on to get better and to move up. I mean, right now, honestly, I like the team that Brooklyn has as far as young, scrappy guys with Mikael Bridges, you know, Cam Johnson they brought over, Joe Harris shooting, uh, Nick Claxton. But the Heat should be able to push past them in the seeding race. And you know what, Big O? If they get to a 4-5 or five with the Cavaliers, it's a lot better than playing the Celtics. It's a lot better no, than playing the Bucks. Definitely. It's a lot yeah. better than playing the Sixers. They can win a round. They can get to the second round. Once you get to the final eight, you know what? There's a lot worse places you could be in the NBA. If you're asking me this, and I understand it, Big O, are the Heat a championship contender this season? Oh, no, not even no. close. 
but no. you're not a championship contender in every season. No. There's no team. Look at the Warriors. The Warriors won a championship and might not make the playoffs this year. No. That's the parody that we've seen for years in the NFL. We're seeing it right now with the NBA. Is there a super team in the NBA? Well, maybe the Suns become that. Maybe the Celtics continue this run. Maybe Milwaukee. Maybe Denver, who the Heat face tonight. But it's a league that otherwise is wide open. The Heat are part of that. How are the Heat favored tonight against Denver? Well, Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon are questionable. So I think this is one of those injury lines. If you oh, take them, remember, Jamal Murray killed the Heat. In so that, pre-game, they become available. Oh, this, this is going to be a line that's going to move up and down that, you know, depending on who you want to play in tonight's game, it's going to be the timing of when you put your bet in. If you remember the game in Denver, the Heat were competitive. And then the Nuggets, I believe, scored on 18 of their final 21 possessions and Jamal Murray went off. Without Jamal Murray and without Aaron Gordon, they're a one-man team. All of a sudden, you double Jokic a little bit more, you're going to have a higher level of success. So this will be very much of an injury list game leading up to the 7.30 tip-off. Uh, are we are we going to see Jimmy Butler? This would be his third game in four nights. Yeah, we'll see Jimmy Butler. It's all measured. He played the back-to-back. He was supposed to right, go by agreement, 28 minutes per night. God bless Spo that he didn't do what so many coaches do. Oh, it's only 28 minutes. You're not going to play the overtime. They needed the game. Jimmy's fine. He's not that old. He played through. He gets a day off. And I like what Eric Spolster said. After these next two games, the team has eight days off. Give it all you got. These are huge games. Tonight at home against Denver, Wednesday in Brooklyn. Push them to the limit. They'll have a full week to rest and recover as Jimmy bypasses any more overtures for the All-Star game and winds up in Cabo or somewhere for eight days. All right. Yeah, that, that does make sense because you do get eight days, so you might as well push through. But I'm just wondering if Jamal Murray and uh, and um, who's Aaron the Gordon. other one that's Aaron Gordon. Gordon are listed out, do they counter like they did the other day when they, you know, countered, oh, those guys are out? Okay, this guy's out too, and this guy's out not too. Against so the just... Not against the best team in the Western Conference. You can play the game against the Rockets. You can play that game against the Magic. You can't do it against Denver. The Heat has been wholly unable to stop Nikola Jokic over his career. That's a challenge to itself. Again, you know, it, it, everyone looks at him as more of a finesse center, but he uses his brawn against Bam. And again, you've seen this, Bigo, when you've been to games. Bam looks small against a lot of centers when he's jumping that opening tip. There are still guys who have 20, 30 more pounds on him. So that does wear on him. And yet he shows up every night. He plays hard every night. He's a bona fide all-star. He's helped carry that team. Right now, Bam Adebayo is the Miami Heat's 2022-23 MVP. Yeah, can you imagine Zoe? when he played in an era of real centers and most of them outweighed him and most of them were taller than him. Oh, Zoe against yeah. Yao Ming. Zoe against and, Yao Ming, Zoe looked like a point guard. But that's yeah. what the Heat have always had, sort of that, that feisty kind of guy who is driven to push. It's a harder way to win. And I know as much as you praise Eric Spolstra, and he's one of the all-time greats, the fact is that they're still prioritizing defense. In 2023, I do believe is a little misguided, Big O. I know they always say, if you don't defend, you don't win. The NBA has gone full well, circle. They can't, no, no, but Ira, this team can't score. So it's imperative. No, 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 I disagree with you. Spo has to force the defensive side because he has no explosion on offense. He doesn't have the luxury of having an offense that can go on a 20-4 to four run. He doesn't have the offense that has two or three dynamic three-point shooters that can just cut a 10-point lead within 65 seconds and multiple possessions. It just does not happen. So Spo 
has to actually raise the awareness of defense even more because of the detriment of his offense. But Big O, how incredible is it that the Heat are averaging like 108.6 points per game and are last in the league in scoring? You remember a time in Heat Knicks, that would have been the league lead in scoring. The Heat are the only team in the NBA averaging fewer than 110 points. That's insane. You have to keep up with the times. Like you pointed out, how do you keep up with the times? With three-point shooting. If you don't have three-point shooting and you have the best defense in the world, you still can't win because, as you know, you can't trade twos for threes in today's NBA. They've got to get three-point shooting somehow, some way. I agree. Russell Westbrook's not going to solve that. Patrick Beverly's not going to solve that. You've got to address that first and then deal with everything else thereafter. Somewhere, somewhere, Doug Moe and Lafayette Lever are going, man, this is our basketball. We were in the wrong time zone. We had to be in 2023. Come on. Oh, hell, imagine what Paul Westhead is thinking right now when he put no emphasis on defense when he was coaching those Nuggets teams. It didn't work, but at least he tried to bring his Loyola Marymount game. It worked on the college level. On the college level, it worked, actually. And who knows? That might have been the genesis of what led to sure. years later well, of what Paul we watched then to Mike D'Antoni's seven seconds yeah. or less and then moving on down. It's not necessarily the fast break, though. That was West, that was Westhead and that was True. D'Antoni. It's the three-point shooting. It's not right. that the Warriors have run up and down the court. It's just that their priority is a step three, a clay three, get their three-point That's shooters right. going and then play it inside. Just a different time. It's crazy. The Heat last season, best three-point shooting team in the NBA. This season, fourth worst. It just happens. Uh, Zion Williamson, uh, yeah. his problem is he looks like Orlando Alzigari, right? I mean, that's kind of what it is. More like uh, SpongeBob, yeah. Now, you another, might look like SpongeBob also, setback, but yeah. Another yeah. setback. Uh, I mean, listen, his it's good for, show, for talk shows because I yes. know because I've done it for 30 years. You know, I'm in the kind of shape that I can do a four-hour, five-hour marathon talk show. You know what I'm saying? But there's no way I can do 35 minutes on the court or maybe three minutes on the court. So Zion Williamson, once again, the injury bug, another setback in his uh, recovery. It's crazy. Voted an all-star starter with no credentials because of the hype machine, the popularity. Given a maximum extension without barely playing at all because of the reputation he brought in and the desperation of the New Orleans Pelicans. I think what it shows is you can't be a rectangle and play in the NBA. This is a sinewy league, but you have to be angular to a degree. You know what? That's his body type. I don't think it's changing. I think you have to accept, hey, we're going to get Zion Williamson. He's going to play maybe 40 games a year. That's just who he is right now. So uh, does it get any better or does it, what, what do they do? I don't do? think with that body type it can. I, there have been guys who have had injuries at the start of their career and then gone injury less over the rest of their career. I haven't seen that break yet. I haven't seen that breakthrough moment right now. So I think he's going to be a some-of-the-time player. When he's healthy, and that roster and Brandon Ingram are healthy, they were at the top of the Western Conference. Yeah. But not, they're a completely different team. Now, what you don't want to be is on top of the conference. They're, they wind up with a low seed. All of a sudden, Zion comes back. They're facing the Suns or someone, and you have a completely different team with Zion versus without Zion. So can you see Miami trading him for Kyle Lowry next year? The Kyle Lowry thing, and I know where you're trying to go with this, but the Kyle Lowry thing is just, I mean, the Heat right now, I think, have to ride it out, hope it works. He's not a terrible player. He still can do certain things for you. It's for the just money, he's that, terrible. 
for it's, the money he's yes. absolutely okay his dollar value but when they, when they call his name out of the game they don't mention how much he makes it's not starting at point guard and earning 28 million dollars but we know the cap space he takes yes. it's not in how much salary he makes. League, it's a killer it's the cap space he takes that's what it is that's that's what we don't give a shit about the money that's mickey's money we don't care about that that's that's we're not supposed to care about that he's a billionaire i'm not crying for him but we, what we care about is the cap space he takes yes. is the, really the problem because it, it, it's, it, it stops you from actually getting better. So I'm just saying, you know, you, you got to, what, what's that expiring deal worth next year? Is there it's, a, it's, it's not worth a damn bar? thing. It's not worth a damn thing. Just like Kevin loves wasn't this year. What the, is the expiring deal worth when attached to something? No, when but what I'm no, no. But wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Uh, you're right. You're you're 100 right. What you're saying, but is there a chance that there is a star that is just becoming unhappy with his situation, and they have multiple years left, and they're stuck with him in a way that there's some baggage with that person? There, it can't be just like, hey, it's Bradley Beal. He wants out, and he's a great kid. Let's trade. No, that's going to cost you some straight, compensation. Straight, straight up, I don't see that. I mean, I, I yeah. thought a contract like that had been Julius Randle. Now he's playing very well. He's playing at a different level. He's an all-star. I thought he was that kind of deal. There are not a lot of those deals. It's going to have to be with the sweetener. You're right. You don't get Beal for Lowry. You might get Beal for Hero and Lowry. Then we're not debating Lowry. You're just debating with me. Ira Bradley Beal versus Tyler Hero. Jimmy Butler win now mode. Where do you want to go? That's the discussion we'll be having now in the offseason. Now after, I'm all in. Yeah, and in the summer league in Vegas, yeah. I'm all in. Because yes. you know what, Big O? As much as he missed 15 games a season, and you talked about Zion missing games, when Jimmy Butler plays, he's really freaking good. Oh, he's awesome. And, he, awesome. and, and he's a winning player at winning time. So maybe you have to live in the moment, even though you and I have spoken about the Tyler and Bam thing down the road, maybe for Jimmy you have to live in the moment. Again, two Eastern Conference Finals the last three years. With the right team, he can get you there. Now, listen, with Jimmy, of course, the his body, you know, obviously wearing down, but at least you will have in the memory bank everything that he's produced. The problem with Kyle Lowry is he has not done anything for that money to justify the move or anything like that. So it just makes the, the situation just that much more sour, I think, for, for, for a lot of fans. With Jimmy, the sacrifice is there. You see it. You watch right. it all the time, you know. But I do fear the back end of this contract that is not going to be a good one, unfortunately. Well, but I can tell you, he maintains that body as well as anyone. So he's That's not true. going to let that body fall aside. He has his own personal training staff. He is relentless with them. He will do everything to be at 38 at the end of that contract, what he is right now at 33. He is committed to that, and he does have the body type that can endure. It's just a matter, like you pointed out, the minutes that Tom Thibodeau put on him in his previous days, does he still have enough legs left? That's yeah, what practice, we're saying. Practice and everything with him. That's uh, that's where that's where it wears you out, too. All right, follow him on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Catch his work there at the South Florida Sun Sentinel. What are you doing leading up to the game? couple of things today. I did a story on Gabe Vincent. Kind of interesting. In 2020, in the bubble in Orlando, Eric Spolstra had Gabe Vincent as the scout team uh, point guard. So he was the opposing emulator. One of the guys he emulated, he told me, was Kyle Lowry. So he said he played the role of Kyle Lowry, learned from him. Now he's replacing him and doing a fantastic job. That's already posted at sunsentinel.com. And I just posted a story about Dwayne Dedman and the irony of joining the Sixers, the only team that he had yet to face this season. 
So you will have four Heat versus Deadman games still on the schedule, including two at uh, Miami Date Arena. So hide the Theraguns, people. Hide the Theraguns. He's and, and, tell, and tell Gabe, if he wants to impress me, he has to wear a fat suit when he plays the Kyle Lowry role. Follow him on Twitter at Ira Heapie. Catch his work he, he there at the that. South Florida Sun he Sentinel. Not yeah. Ira. Tomorrow, uh, Inside the Paint, BarkingWaveRecover.com. We'll join you tomorrow at 9 a.m. with Kurt Heel, and we'll go around the NBA buyout deadline, look back again at the trade deadline. Thanks, Big O. He said it. You got it. Yes. Kyle, Zion, you can't look like me and play in the NBA. See you later, Ira. See you. All right. There you go. Ira Winderman and our Acura Pembroke Pines, Miami Heat, and NBA report. This podcast replay is brought to you by Craig Zins, Acura Pembroke Pines. Visit the number one volume Acura dealership in the Southeast United States 12 years in a row at 15601 Pines Boulevard in Pembroke Pines. All righty, all righty, all righty. How you doing, Ira? You doing good? Doing good. Looking forward to the break, getting away a little for the weekend. I'll catch you next week's Acura Pembroke Pines report on Tuesday. Going to really sort of relish the chance the games have stopped, can take a breather here. But what a tough, tough spot. I mean, one loss in Brooklyn, and all of a sudden you're the number seven seed. You're in a play-in position. It's You know what? It's a very sobering break. But if it gets the heat to wake up and take notice, maybe not the worst thing ever. They are in a tough, dire situation. How do, you, how, do, how, do you wake, how do you wake up when you can't do what's necessary? You know, you're watching that game against the Nets. You're getting infuriated. And I'm just watching it, and I'm going, this is a team that's too deficient offensively. They just, the math does not work. You know what I mean? And I'm watching a Nets team that is depleted. You, they lost their two superstars. And yet they are running down that court, spreading the ball, and making sure they get themselves an open three. And they're making them. And then you watch the Miami Heat, and they have to battle and claw for two points every single time, and it just doesn't but work. That and and, and but then, that wasn't the Miami Heat. That was the shorthanded Heat. Without Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero is their instant offense. Big O, I'll tell you right now. Has without he, Tyler Hero, he's not available, the Heat go nowhere. No, Tyler I know, Hero but, but wait a minute, is, you, you make it sound like he's money every night, which that's not true. No, I make it sound as if you have to have your key elements. The Nets might have been depleted by the trades with Kyrie and Durant. On, in that game, they listed not a single player in the injury report. They had a full mix to work You have with. Bam and Butler, bro. That, and that's two. That's two in a three-team league. We know this. We know when the Heat were battling with those two, they always needed a third element. Yeah, yeah but not against the Nets eight. with no stars. You should still win that game, but you don't have enough around those guys. That's the problem. And then you were talking about, oh, well, we'll get Duncan Robinson. Two of seven. Air balls. Come on. Give me a break. Duncan Robinson can't. Duncan Robinson cannot be counted on anymore. That was a stretch that he was in. He's completely been out of that for a long time now. And without consistent playing time, there's no way he ever gets back on track again. And he's so deficient in other areas that it also is a liability every time he's out there on the court. A playoff liability. One, you don't go anywhere without Tyler Hero. Two, in the regular season, Duncan Robinson can, and I still think will help this team. The playoffs were a different game. Matter of fact, before I came on, you were talking about you can't trade twos for threes. 
I a thousand percent agree with that during the regular season. But we have yet to see the three-point teams dominate the playoffs. Mike the Warriors won last team. year, man. Mike D'Antoni. Warriors are a great defensive team. Warriors. But they shoot the hell out of the three, too. Because that's sexy, but they also have other elements of the game, including Draymond Green getting into the paint. You can't judge the Heat to their hole. Without Tyler Hero, without Victor Oladipo, without what they wanted Kyle Lowry to be. So you're counting on an often injured Tyler Hero to stay healthy, an often injured Oladipo to stay healthy. Come on, Ira. That's the other thing we got to, by the way, we have to mention Tyler Hero, injury prone, constantly injured, always has something. Dude can't play most of the games. And this is every season with Tyler Hero constantly. He's not, he's not, he's not reliable. His body doesn't hold up all the time. He breaks down all the time too. He's been working his body, but the one thing I will say is you have to have your primary players out there to get a read on who you are. I'm the first one to tell you, if you're not going to be healthy, that you're not going to go anyplace. I agree with that. The Miami Heat either have to find other options or get guys healthy to be who they are. But you know what? For all that Bam is, for all that Jimmy Butler is right now, that two-man game is not enough for the Miami Heat. Of course not. I 1,000% I, I agree with that, that you're going to need more, you're going to need health. And even in the playoffs last year, that ultimately was what sort of undid the Heat to a degree also when they didn't have all their players available. You have to be healthy. You have to be good to go. You have to be more available. But you know what? Even someone like Tyler Hero, for as much as you think he's missed a lot of games, right now he's missed 15. Yes, that's a lot. But if you can get him available for the second half of the season, that's what's going to matter. The Heat, in their best form, I think, are a playoff team. Yeah. The problem oh, is for they sure. go and you hit it right on yeah. the head. They never get to their best form. That's the problem. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't see. I don't know what their best form is anymore because they have no proof of anything that's their best form. This this group here has no proof. We've never seen anything with Lowry that makes it you know, that he took it to another level for this team. We haven't seen any of their young guys stay on a consistent streak overall. They've only been streaky. They don't necessarily develop consistency. Bam like consistency. Jimmy like consistency when he's on the court. Although, boy, the other night against the Nets, that wasn't necessarily the most inspiring effort by Jimmy. Regular season Jimmy Butler is a different animal, and that's unfortunate. And 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 I do agree with you on this, Big O. They have to get Jimmy to give up whatever word you want to use a little bit more about the remaining regular season games because he can say all he wants. He's going to turn it on. Keep this in mind, Big O. I heard that in your interview with him, and I'm like, he's, he's like putting it off like because you were telling him, yes. you were asking about, you know, like, you know, are you concerned about, you know, where you're in a playing position, all that going down the stretch? And and he's very casual, like, oh, yeah, no, we'll turn it on. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. Who are you? Uh, how can you turn it on when you're not yeah. special at any level? So and, and here's the deal, Big O. Big O, here's the deal. If they do get in the play-in, okay, maybe they advance to the play-in. Probably do. You're playing the number one or number two seed. I know. I say that you and I can both go on the record here. They're not beating Boston in a series. Nope. They're not beating Milwaukee in a series. And I'm not sure, Big O, if they're competing with those teams in a series. But if you get to six or five and you're playing the Sixers, the Cavaliers, or the Nets, you're giving yourself a chance to salvage this season. 
So number seven, you're going to hear it again. Oh, all we have to do is win one of two home games or in the playoffs. But it's about more than that, Big O. It's about giving yourself a competitive chance. That game in, in Brooklyn was a blown and lost opportunity. I wholeheartedly agree about that. Yeah, no, I mean, it's just... All right, so I guess now what we have to look forward to is the buyout because, I'm sorry, Kevin Love does nothing for me. Uh, the Russell Westbrook one, which it looks like he's already talking with the Clippers, but um, that one really did nothing to me because, uh, again, I, I feel terrible for Spo. I, I just think he, I think he's a chef. I think he makes everything look better than what it really is. I think this front office and ownership group has made so many mistakes since the big three. And he makes it look all every situation. He makes it look better than what it really is. I think Spo is a gift, dude. Uh, but you keep screwing him over, and it's like, oh, R R Russell Westbrook. What? We're gonna add another two-point shooter to this team? That doesn't make low, any sense. Low percentage two-point shooter. Yeah, exactly. I at least love. Okay, he can shoot the the three, and he can help you with some rebounding. I get it. Doesn't necessarily get me excited. He's also injury prone, by the way. And again, I think that number seven seed kills them because if you're a player looking to go somewhere in the buyout market, you're looking to make a deep playoff run. That's right. Yeah. You look at the heat, you're saying, hey, the regular season ends April 9th. By April 14th, they can be done. Yeah. So what are you doing? You're signing somewhere to give yourself one or two more games? No. If a Kevin Love can go to the Suns, he's going to have a deep playoff run. Whether he plays or not, another story. If a Russell Westbrook goes to the Clippers, he has a chance for a deep playoff run. That's why Terrence Ross decided he was going to sign. He was going to go to the Suns. That's why you have a situation where the Milwaukee Bucks were able to pick up a point guard in Reggie Jackson. The Denver Nuggets are going to have a deep playoff run. Even Dallas picking up a player and uh, Justin Holiday on the buy-up market. Again, you look at Dallas. They can go somewhere. You look at the Heat right now, and you're saying to yourself, hey, a loss to the Hawks and a loss to the Raptors, certainly possible, and they're done by 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 April 14th. They're in a tough spot. Their top players who were projected have to play more to their pedigree. And, of course, we got the whole Kyle Lowry situation. Let me ask you something. Um, when does Spo get way more control of what goes on with that roster? He has a lot of control right now, Big O. It's in his contract. He has contractual control. I will say this. He has contractual control he, of the roster. Yes. I'm talking about – I'm talking about – Personnel, personnel decision in his contract he has personnel say in his contract but the biggest say is what andy ellisberg says works under the cap and the tax what? and what the how the arisons want to spend let's not kid ourselves when you give kyle lowry a three-year 85 million dollar contract nick and mickey arison have to sign off same thing with duncan at five and 90 they have to sign off the ultimate control in a salary cap luxury tax world rest with the money makers the money decision people they signed off on those and what's happens is in a salary cap world once you get bitten once you make the bad deal once that carries over like you mentioned when before the show started today our segment on the accurate Pembroke pines report now you've got to find a way to shed that money to get new money and now when the max Struess becomes a free agent you say to yourself, do we want to do what we already did with Duncan or do we have to be more careful, even though it's apples and oranges? Same thing with Gabe Vincent. Gabe Vincent's your starting point guard now and possibly for the balance of the season. Oh, yeah. Well, when he becomes a free agent, do you say to yourself, hey, we still got another year of Kyle Lowry on the books for $30 million. We can't be affording to pay another point guard $10-plus million 
and and load in all that money in a salary cap at 40 million to two guys that's the problem you wind up chasing your mistakes and getting hurt by them salary cap world's a lot different this is major league baseball where the yankees or the mets say okay no, oh, yeah. we lost, okay, we lost to Grom. We'll just go sign another 42-year-old pitcher. We'll get Verlander. It's not that easy in the NBA. Everything has to work together. So, yes, Eric Spolstra has personnel say, but there's a lot of interlocking components. Yeah, and I almost feel like his personal say is he's still deferring to the front office and to the ownership group. And you know, you know what I'm saying? And to players. And to players. Uh, uh, yeah, and, and to players, needs, yes. Uh, Eric Spolstra needs Good a point. happy Jimmy Butler. If a happy Jimmy Butler wants Kyle Lowry, it's even tough for a Spo to say no and have to deal with Jimmy Butler. He's seen what other teams have, have done and, and have dealt with with an unhappy Jimmy Butler. This is a weird sport. It's only five men play at a time. If a player is one of your top five wants someone, you get someone. Look at Kevin Durant. He <laughs> wanted to play with Kyrie Irving. That didn't work out so well. Yeah, is, is Jimmy Butler Irving. still happy with, with Kyle Lowry on the team for real? Is he really right now, happy yeah. with that decision? Oh, no. Right now, from a basketball standpoint, Kyle, he still loves Kyle, Kyle as the godfather of his daughter, as a friend. Sure. But there's a business, business size to this whole thing, and that's where it differs for Jimmy. That's the problem. The push-pull of getting players who they want. They did it for LeBron all the time. Worked out fine. Mike Miller, perfect condition. Birdman, Ray Allen. That worked out when you had great, great players. In this case, not so much. So, what you were saying in the crosstalk before of Acura Pembroke Pines report, I think is correct. You've got to listen a little less to your players, yes. but it's hard because you're in the locker room with your players for 82 games and for a bunch of practices and shoot arounds. And if they're not happy, this whole thing can go to crap in a hurry. Yeah, I know. But at least, well, you know, the good thing is that the Heat do have ammo now with Jimmy and say, Hey, bro, we did what you wanted, and it was a freaking disaster. Yes. Relax. We're going to do what we want Just and what like we think Lakers is. like the Lakers did with LeBron when they said, you wanted Russell Westbrook, and we wound up losing Contavious Caldwell-Pope, Kyle Kuzma, Montrell Harrell. That didn't work out either. That does humble a player. Now, whether Jimmy could be humbled because of who he is, we'll see that as well. All right. What, what do you got going on this weekend on the Sunset? And also, uh, folks can check it out. Couple of things. I, I posted today my Ask Iron. I think it's important that the Heat at number seven are not in a great place to chase buyout guys because they could be done before the playing round. Right now, I'm not so sure a lot of people around the league are looking at Miami and saying, hey, that's where I can reestablish my value. So I think that's an ongoing concern. And then I wrote a story, just posted at sunsentinel.com about there are so many moving parts for the Miami Heat in this All Star break they have to figure out. Is Kyle Lowry going to come back? Is he going to come back as a player? Is Victor Oladipo reliable, or is this ankle injury just the latest in a series of injury? What happens when Big Yurt gets back on the court? Can he play alongside Bam Adebayo? Is he purely the backup center? And because of that, do they let Orlando Robinson go? Do they let Jamari Bouye go because of the buyout market? So there's sort of six or seven guys in place right now that he'd have to make determinations before they resume practice next Thursday to sort of know what direction they're going. That's the thing, Big O. You hit right on the head. A quality playoff team on February 17th does not have this amount of questions. The Heat have way too many questions for a team getting ready for their final 23 games. So I examined those options as well. All right, there you go. And follow them on Twitter at Ira Heatbeat. Have a fantastic weekend, my friend. Enjoy the basketball. And we'll catch you on Tuesday with our next Acura Pembroke Pines report. Thanks, Big O. Happy weekend to everyone out there. You got it, baby. There you go. Ira Winderman getting it done for us like he always does 
all week long with our Acura Pembroke Pines Miami Heat and MBA report.